All right, welcome, welcome, everyone, to the first podcast for Hagerstown Reunited Fantasy Football League. I'm your host, the Commission D. Greasy, with my co-host Tom My Baloney Maloney. Tom, up, great to have you. Yeah, great to have you, Tom. It's been a while. Excited for football season to get started. Oh yeah, I feel like this is going to be a great year. We have we're just basically past the COVID section, and I feel like it's going to be a, a amazing fantasy season, and I uh, can't wait to get it kicked off. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Tom. This is it's exciting. It's good to have football back. Uh, it feels fall, got the foliage. It's great. Um, so, so first guy, I want to let everybody know, as a, as a commish, I promise you all a podcast this year. So Tom has been gracious enough to be my host for this year. Uh, so each week, we'll, every other week until we get the playoffs, which will be, become weekly, we'll have a, you know, just a 20-minute podcast for you all to enjoy. Let's start off with just kind of recap of the week. Maybe a couple segments like what crazy trade did Bobby offer you this week? Or, uh, as, and God, I was going to say, I, I, I was going to say, that's the part where I can try to interject. <laughs> it's like, don't be offering there you go. Uh, no crazy trades, Bobby. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not a fancy football league until Bobby offers you some crazy trade. So we know that'll be coming. What also we'll have is just hopefully have a special guest each week. Just just talk about the league, what they see, uh, and maybe a little rumor mill section uh, towards the end. So that's what I'm looking forward for you all to expect. And uh, Tom, before is there anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, Dan. I'm, I'm just saying I think this is going to be one of the, the best uh, things that we've added to our league. It's going to be a great way for everyone to kind of stay engaged with, the, uh, with how um, everything's happening and trades. And, uh, you know, I, I really I think that this is going to be a great way for, uh, you know, each of us to, to be able to also, you know, do a little bit of smack talking, you know, be able to come onto the podcast and you know, talk about the opponent you're playing that week or the trade that you just landed and how you, uh, how you scored. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be uh, something that we're going to see a lot of potential from. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see how, uh, how the season progresses. Couldn't agree more. All right. So after the break, we'll start talking, we'll do a recap of the season and uh, we'll start looking at keepers. Then. All right, Tom. As you know, last year, uh, as the commission make it to the finals, it was a it was a heartbreaking loss. Uh, my team put up, I think, two hundred more points than the second place team. So it, that was a brutal loss. All I can say is, I hate Alvin Kamara. That, that's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I feel like you know you've got a lot of reason to hate on uh, on Mr. Kamara there, uh, Super Kamario, as as some people will call him. Um, you know, did it was a fantastic, uh, you know, player for most of the season, but in week 16 when he was going up against you, man, he set a, he set a, a, a game for the ages, scoring six six touchdowns, almost seven, and uh, and just absolutely dominating Minnesota in that in that uh, six week 16 game, and honestly, it, it was it couldn't have come at a worse time for uh, you know Degreezy and the Roosh, uh, because you know that Brutal. that that just set the stage and that was an early game I believe from last season so we saw that one coming from kind of a mile away like going into that week expectations were high for your team as you said you were 200 points better than the next than the second best team in, in the league and 
just it all all kind of you know came to a head that week though, and and uh, and Alvin Kamara just slammed the door on you very quickly in that week. Oh, I remember. I think it was on the holiday season, and I'll put it this way: Alvin Kamara gave me coal for Christmas that year. It was brutal. Oof. But you know what? You know what, Tom? Let's stop talking about the past. We're talking about the future. We know what everybody's here. They want to say, want to know who do we think everybody's keeping, and who do we think are the top keepers going into this week or going into this year? All right, so now we're looking at keepers here. So the first team would be the champion, Matt Barry. So last year, I believe he kept Miles Sanders and Alvin Kamara for a combined $29, which, you know, at that time was like a great steal and definitely set him up for success. But uh, he definitely drafted a, some great players, a Stefan Diggs at 12, CeeDee Lamb at 5. Uh, so he, he's got some great options here. Tom, who do, who do you like? Uh, you hit it right on the head there. I think that, uh, you know, keeping keeping Sanders and, and Kamara made sense for last year. And obviously, when you can keep Kamara for $16 as he did last season, th- there's no reason not to. Guy's like a locked-in top three type player this year. And uh, he's, for me, is an absolute stone-cold lock to be kept. Um, but I think you hit it right on the head. I think he, he needs to take a, a serious look at uh, keeping Stephon Diggs this season. He had... Uh, probably the biggest surprise year of wide receivers last season. And uh, when mm-hmm. you can keep a guy like that at $17, it's hard to pass up. Now, I think I would have to agree with you, Tom. Definitely uh, from my PTSD, I would say Alvin Kamara for sure. And then uh, <laughs> Stefan Diggs seems like a great, you know, especially what he used as I couldn't agree more. He had a great, uh, great surprise for everybody who kept, who drafted him last year in, uh, in Buffalo. So, all right, Tom, you know, I'll let you do a recap of my team, and then um, I'd like to know who you think I should keep, and then I'll, I'll kind of tell you where to go. Um, okay, uh, D. Greasy. Uh, so last season, uh, you kept the uh, the Kansas City duo again of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Uh, but this season, you, you had a, a lot of great players in your team, as usual, uh, getting uh, David Montgomery with that surprise top five finish at running back uh, for only $9. Uh, you have also uh, the young rookie uh, going into his sophomore season, DeAndre Swift, for 12. Um, obviously, the aforementioned uh, Kansas City guys. But you also were able to snag DK Metcalf for a really cheap $17 at the beginning of the year. So uh, when you're looking at uh, your team here, oh, and let's not forget, of course, the uh, your, your favorite, because you are the Washington football fan team, uh, <laughs> yes, Gibson. Am. At six dollars. So, uh, as far as when I look at your team here, uh, what I would say is, you know, what your best choices for for keeper. My personal favorites are going to definitely be Antonio Gibson, and then one of the two Kansas City guys. Uh, you know, I think we we had talked about this the other day, uh, and I feel like when you're looking at the difference between uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, it comes down to positional uh, value. And Travis Kelsey, being that he is the, the tight end one and has been for the last uh, four or five seasons, he just makes too much sense not to have on your roster. What are your thoughts, Dan? So, whew, still thinking this is a tough decision. Definitely has some sentimental value with the, the my Kansas City boys with Hill and Kelsey. But Gibson coming from my WFT team, that's a strong consideration, you know, uh, had a leg with DK Metcalf did for me last year. So definitely 
and Kelsey, oof, I don't know. It's definitely it's a tough decision to make. Definitely not one that I'm looking forward to make. I wish I could keep most of these players, but uh, but being a but going in all year, going in all in last year, and having to give up 25 bucks to Will and Brian combined, probably have to be smart with Antonio Gibson. Maybe leaving Kelsey, maybe Metcalf, maybe him. I guess you guys will all find out. So. Yeah, I really feel like you can't go wrong with any of those guys. So I mean, you you got a you got a good uh, good problem to have on your hands right there. Yeah, yeah but I, I'll take it. Um, so, all right. So enough about me. Let's talk about our fa- our most um, entertaining member of the of the field, Bobby, over in London. Um, looking at his team, he's got some decent keeper options. I know he. He has some extra money coming in. I know last year he kept James Conner, uh, which definitely was a, thought would be a good keeper, uh, but obviously did not perform as well. So looking at his team this year, you know, there's it's, – it's very kind of – I hate to say almost like slim pickings. Uh, a lot of high-value guys that he – you know, with Bobby strategy going high and then buying some guys low. Uh, but a couple of people that really stand out to me would be uh, Darren Waller. Getting him at 26 is great. Um, Tyler Lockett, 23. I think this is too bad. Other than, uh, maybe Brandon Cooks at ten, depending on where you think uh, what happens with the Houston, which as we know is a mess. Uh, what do you think, Tom? Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. I also want to look at Allen Robinson as well. I mean, I know mm, that thirty-five, he is a little bit pricier and and probably a little closer to what he would normally represent in the draft. But you can't also knock a guy that's been over a thousand yards for the, like the last four seasons. Uh, he, he's pretty much a guarantee for 150 targets every year. So That's I true. feel like in, in, even with the quarterback, you know, change, he's, he's the dominant number one for Chicago. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't start your team off. You can't feel too bad about having him as your wide receiver one. Um, I yep. completely agree with you about Darren Waller. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a, a very serious tear break of tight ends after uh, Darren Waller and, and George Kittle. So being able to keep one of those top three guys uh, on your team and starting your, and starting your team off that way, huge advantage. Um, but you're right. I don't really think, think there's going to be a ton of value on this team, just mostly because the, the draft cost that you're paying for each of these guys is a little bit higher. So I'd say for certain, Darren Waller is going to be a lock in terms of a keeper. Uh, but then you've got some, some tough choices on that one. So, uh, you know, good luck on that one, Bobby. <laughs> yeah best of luck bobby uh so moving on to the next would be sam miller he was the division winner last year uh and you know he, he's got some good options here nick chubb at 16 cream hunt at 10 aj brown at 10 um mike williams at seven you know he's got some great options i know uh coming into this season he kept michael thomas as we know, there's definitely some issues there. So I'm guessing he's probably throwing him back at 26. But Tom, who, who do you like the group? You know, honestly, I'll, I'll mention one name that you haven't yet, and that's Mr. Uh, Josh Allen of uh, Buffalo. Ching is the number one uh, quarterback on the season. And he's going to be able to be kept at only $6. I honestly feel like, you know, we, we, un- we value quarterbacks a little less in this league. But when I'm looking at the value that you're going to be paying for Josh Allen in the draft – when he's probably going to be at least a $20 to $30 player, $6 is really hard to pass up. Um, That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, but I definitely agree about Nick Chubb. I feel like you can't go wrong about having a potential first-round running back for, 
you know, less than $20. That's not a bad way to go. He did end up getting a, a very fantastic trade that worked out in his favor with A.J. Brown, uh, with me, actually, earlier in the season. So <laughs> keep him for only $10 is really hard to pass up, too. Um, just like you, Dan, I think he's got, you know, a lot of great options to choose between this year. Shouldn't have a problem getting two very solid keepers for next season. No, I agree. I, yep, I, I think yeah, I think you're right, Tom. He definitely has some great options. And um, talking about someone who also has options is Matt Sediman. Are you know two words not good? It has been the case for him the last couple of years. I don't know if that's because of his players that he decides to keep, bad luck or anything. But you know, definitely been tough for Mister Sediman over here. Uh, but looking at his his team, he's definitely has some great options here. Calvin really really jumped out to me at twenty nine. You know, Mark Andrews at 28 could be intriguing. Um, Kelly, Kenny Galladay at 15. I know that's been a, a favorite of, of sentiments for the last several years in terms of keeping. Uh, so he has some good options here. Maybe a little bit a little pricier than you want. I mean, obviously, Justin Herbert at seven isn't terrible. Um, mm-hmm. So who do you like? Um, I, I really like uh, the idea of him keeping Calvin Ridley. I really feel like with Julio out of town, uh, he's going to have a, a, a serious uh, season and he's going to have just like that career year this year with uh, with an aging Matt Ryan who still loves to pass the ball a ton. So I feel like there's going to be tons of opportunity for him there. He's already basically like when when Julio wasn't in the season last year, he was basically unguardable uh, as the wide receiver one for for uh, Atlanta. So I feel like he's even though he's a little you know starting to get up on the on the price scale there. Still a great keeper at 28. Um, other than that, when I'm looking at this team, I honestly feel like the the value for Mark Andrews, you can still probably get him for about 28, maybe even a little less, because he didn't have it the best year last year. And I feel like he's, you know, he can grow into that value, but it's almost too much to to pay up front. And I'd rather see where the chips fall in the in the draft. So if I were if I was looking at Sentiment's team, just be keeping uh, Ridley at this point. No, that, that that that's a great great thinking there, Tom. You know, it's better sometimes to save some of that draft capital if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak of somebody who has to give away, you know, some of my draft capital to our next individual, Brian Gallagher. Uh, always a strong, formidable opponent each week. Always puts a great team together. Uh, you know, looking at his team this year, he's obviously got the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady, for eight dollars. Uh, J.K. Dobbins at five, who definitely kind of exploded onto the scene towards the end of the year. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, seven, you know, if you like Denver and have high expectations, he might be one to kind of have a blow up year this year. You know, old reliable Keenan Allen at 19. You mm-hmm. can't go wrong with that. You know, I love that. Uh, but those are the main ones that are jumping at me. I, I mean, unless you like Tyler Boyd at 15, which may be a little too steep for my price. Uh, but Tom, who do you kind of like on his team? Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like J.K. Dobbins. Uh, we don't know what his role is going to be completely in in um, in Baltimore, but as a lot of you, as a lot of the fans of of the team know, he is kind of the guy now. Now that Ingram moved on, uh, so I feel like five dollars for a guy with that much potential is a no brainer. Uh, as far as the second keeper, uh, a couple of options you mentioned. I really like Jerry Judy at seven. I feel like he's going to take a next a big step forward in his sophomore season. Um, but like uh, my, my personal pick would definitely be the Keenan Allen pick. You can't go with Mr. Older. Reli- uh, can't go wrong with older reliable there. And, uh, you know, even though he is going to be a little bit closer to his value at 19, he would also be a great way to start that team. 
No, I, I, I would, I could agree. I like, I like the selections that you picked there. Um, somebody who's had a rough time with selections was our, unfortunately, Alan So, who ended up at the bottom of the of the uh, bracket last year. Uh, some of that was we could blame it on uh, the team that he inherited. There's bad drafting, but so is this is Alan So's second year. Hopefully, trying to get a you know progress a little further. He does have some great keepers here. He does have Aaron Rodgers at six. Uh, you know, if he wants to, if Aaron Rodgers looks like looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to play, so which is great. You know, Daryl Henderson at 20 with Cam Akers getting hurt definitely looks like a big option. Obviously, you have studs in, you know, Devontae Adams, Chase Edmonds, who looks like to be the main guy in Arizona, T.Y. Hilton. Um, and, and so he definitely has some great op- potential options here, especially at the running back and and of anybody who's important from Green Bay. So who do you like for it with Alan So to keep uh, here? Well, I mean – First, uh, you know, first name that jumps out to me is definitely uh, other reigning MVP of the of the season, Aaron Rodgers, six dollars. That's a that's a pretty great value for a guy that just came off a fantastic season and is going to be coming into a year where he is going to want to showcase his his talent and skills for the next team he plays for. So I feel like Aaron Rodgers at six is one of those I would definitely want to consider if I was Allen. Um, other than that, when I'm looking at his uh, his team with potential, I mean. Devontae is going to be somebody I consider, even though he is going to be one of the more expensive keepers out there at 41. Uh, but I, I also am going to feel like he's going to get drafted for at somewhere at least in that range. Uh, I know that in the past, some of the, the top wide receivers have gone for as much as 50 in our league. So getting the overall consensus one or two wide receiver at 41 is, uh, is something hard to pass up. Um, but then the last name I'm really looking at this season uh, on on Allen's team would definitely be Daryl Henderson. He kind of lucked into a into that situation at, at the starting running back job over there in uh, it, with the Rams, and you know being able to get a starting running back for a team that's going to be needing to run the ball quite a bit this season, getting him for twenty dollars uh, just feels right. And honestly, he'll be a good cornerstone for the team, I believe. Now, I like that Daryl Henderson's pick too. I think that's a great, great, uh, great value. And for uh, in not in a, in a way for uh, Alan to keep some of that draft capital because the next person has way too much draft capital and Will I, I think he uh, I think we all everybody gave Will a little bit of their draft capital coming this season so I don't even know if ESPN can handle how much money uh, Will has uh, but with that said Will did have a pretty tough year because he did kind of you know had a fire sale mid season. But he, but but during that fire sale, he did um, see the poach. I think a great keeper, Justin Jeffries, at six dollars. Uh, I know Tom, that was um, unfortunately the worst good I ever made in my life. But you know, we're not sore <laughs> about that one at all. Uh, no, but uh, just for recap, yeah. that Justin Jefferson trade was Justin Jefferson for Cam Newton right after his first two amazing weeks in New England, and I also gave him a couple of draft dollars too. <laughs> I it uh, steal of I would say you know sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Um, but other other uh, you know potential keepers Antonio Brown for five, T Higgins for twelve. Let's Even be Gronk let's be real for five. I feel like Gronk for five is also a yeah. I mean I think you still get Gronk for pretty for pretty cheap. But no doubt Justin Jefferson is going to be kept this season and probably for the next ten years. Uh, as he as he continues to be the absolute beast in Minnesota, um, but when I'm looking at his team, honestly, 
you know, I, I, you know, I take into account the fact that he does have so much draft capital. And if I were in looking at his shoes, I mean, he does have a lot of potential players on here, but a lot of question marks too, um, either with age or the, or the role that they're playing in the offense, um, you know, potentially keeping Ryan Tannehill for $5, but that's basically add value. I feel like, um, so when I'm when I'm looking at it, I would take that you know giant bag of money that he has sitting ready for uh, the draft season and go uh, cherry picking and uh, and you know take the take the players he knows that he's going to be able to you know take it at the draft and and uh, and leave that that roster ready for for the new season. I couldn't agree more. Definitely, it's nice to have that kind of money to spend. Whereas our next individual who we talked about earlier. <laughs> Made that unfortunate Justin Jeffries trade. My co-host Tom Maloney here does have some good keepers. I will say, Tom. Obviously, with Deshaun Watson, maybe not so much anymore. We don't know where he's going to go. But of course, you have two stud running backs in Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor, uh, especially Jonathan Taylor, who came up big towards the end of the last season. Obviously, you get some good receiver options with Terry McLaurin. Getting him a twenty could look like a good value there. Um, and then maybe Debo Val- Debo Samuel at 10 could also be uh, intriguing as well. But so, Tom, I'll tell you who I think you should keep. And, I'll let, I'll let, and like we did for myself, you know, I, I say I think you should keep Eckler and I think you should keep Taylor. I think great value. Eckler 16 can't go wrong. Jonathan Taylor, you know, this might be a one or two year keeper for him. I, don't, I can't imagine you keeping him, in, you know, past that. But either way, I would probably, those are the two options that I would lean. So, you know, you don't have to tell us, but definitely let us know who you're leaning towards. Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, so, obviously, I think Austin Eckler, he's been my boy for the last two seasons. He's going to continue to be uh, a staple of my offense for probably years to come. As long as he's got that job in, uh, with the Chargers, he's going to be my guy. Uh, and then I think, you're, I think you're right about Jonathan Taylor. I feel like Jonathan Taylor's kind of, like, got that value – um, that, that he really came up big in the second half of the season and he returned and actually exceeded where I originally had drafted him. Um, he was somebody I was a little bit higher on at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of the off season. And, uh, he's kind of come back a little bit with all the, the injuries at quarterback that, uh, the Colts are dealing with. But I think that, you know, they're returning one of the best offensive lines in the, in football. He's more, uh, locked into that role than he, than he was last season. And even with, uh, Marlon Mack coming back, He's still going to have, I think, a lion's share of that of that role uh, in Indianapolis. So I really like him. Um, one name that I, I will mention uh, as as a potential, but unfortunately, you know, we know due to the draft, uh, things change, and um, you know, being able to keep James Robinson for five dollars would have been pretty sweet at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I think he's uh, just now out of a job. So we'll see how that situation shakes up. But uh, I think my choices are are pretty uh, pretty clear this season. Yeah, so that James Robinson definitely uh, was definitely what looked like a very promising keeper going into the offseason, but I definitely know Jacksonville made some moves that would have thought otherwise. Uh, so speaking of now to our final team, Dan Hare definitely has some good keepers here, especially when you have the number one or two running back at $37 with Alvin Cook. Other than that, Tom, it's not as great. Uh, Russell Wilson at 10. TJ Hawkinson at 6. Hollywood Brown at 19. Not really seeing much else here. Tom, what do you think? 
I think you're you're hitting it right on the nose here, Dan. Um, when I look at the team here, it, it's you know maybe a Russell Wilson at ten dollars, uh, you know, but I think everyone else here is 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 basically kind of priced it to to where they they will be at this season potentially even more. I mean, obviously Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott are are at value so or even overvalue at this point. So no. Uh, no way you want to keep those guys and, and cost yourself almost half your budget. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown, there's a lot of question marks about his role coming into this year, especially after such a hyped up season last year. And, and, uh, and I, I really feel like he underperformed, um, you know, in, in, in uh, uh, Baltimore. Uh, but, you know, when I'm looking at his team, I, I think it's kind of a one name that we, we haven't mentioned, but I feel like we should, you know, kind of, just make sure that that name's included in the conversation. Uh, you know, our, our old friend Odell Beckham Jr. He, uh, he has the potential to keep him for five dollars because he got him for uh, for nothing. And uh, I know that he his his prime is definitely passed, but uh, he still has a very secure role in that Cleveland offense. And uh, he did have some good weeks last year. Not not a lot, but uh, but five dollars is uh, hard to pass on on a guy that uh, was once one of the top three uh, wide receivers in the league. So hold on, Tom. I think that actually Odell Beckham maybe be more than that, but we can we can just cut that part out. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Then in that case, uh, to, to recap, I, I think you're right on the head. Uh, you know, I think that the only guy that I'm seeing here that's of a of good value is, uh, is going to be Dalvin Cook, obviously getting a guy that will be mostly – will be going in drafts either in the second or third spot um, – for $37 is a heck of a value. And, uh, you know, we can find the rest of these guys for as, at, as much as they're going for or less. So, uh, when I, when I see this team, I'm, I'm going to be sticking with, uh, Dalvin cook and only Dalvin cook. No, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. So, so Tom, let's just finish this up. So tell me, who do you think, what team has the best keepers? And then secondly, who are your two favorite keepers uh or say potential keepers you may think they they should keep them but they may not so who is your what team do you think has the best keepers and who do you think who are your top two potential keepers oh it's a tough call between uh sam's team and your team actually i think as far Ooh. as the, uh, the best keepers because you guys have some great values you've got multiple choices uh i don't think that you can really go wrong with any of the guys that uh are um, of the keeper value. And, uh, and so I, I really, I really do like the options that both of you are going to have on your teams. And I'm a little jealous because you do have some, some, some younger players that are, uh, that are still kind of coming up into their prime or, or guys that are already there. And, uh, and then as far as, uh, the values, I mean, I have to say it's, uh, the, the, hard, the, the easily best value I've been seeing, is uh, is still Will's value over there with uh, Justin Jefferson? Six dollars for a guy that uh, really he set the world on fire with his rookie season, and he's going to be drafted like a top uh, five or top ten wide receiver this year. So uh, getting him for six dollars is is huge, and will be paying dividends for a long time to come. Uh, no, I, I couldn't agree more there, Tom. From my perspective, I think Matt Barry has the best keepers with Sanders, Kamara, Diggs, Lamb. I just think from my perspective, I think he has the best, you know, maybe that keeps him to the reigning champ. Who knows? 
Um, but in terms of value, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think Justin Jefferson is the probably the best keeper. Um, I would probably say second would probably come your boy, Austin Eckler. I think you got him at a good value of $16. I think uh, Alan So potentially with Daryl Henderson at 20 that could be real, real nice if he, if he blows up. Uh, and then I probably had to toot my own horn here with Antonio Gibson at six. I think that, you know, or 11, that, you know, for a guy who was a top 10 running back and him at that value is pretty cheap. Can't go wrong there. So, Tom, we talked about the best. Let's talk about the worst. This mm-hmm. is the time for us to talk a little smack here. Who do you think has the worst keeper, keeper selections? Like, who would you say, oh, I do not want to have that team. Let it rip. Oh, I mean, it's it's a tough call here because uh, there are some teams that they just they built their teams around some high priced players. And and it, it, it makes it a lot harder to make those decisions. Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm looking at the, you know, the options that some of these guys have uh, any any of the teams I mentioned earlier that had uh, only one keeper in them, that does make your, your choice a little bit limited. That's not to say, though, that one choice that they they have. Uh, you know, are, are going to be uh, a bad choice, whether it's Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, um, you know, some of these guys that, that are, you know, standalone great values. Um, but if I'm going to look at, you know, who the potential, like, you know, we, we have like the worst keepers, it's a toss up between Alan So and our, uh, our, our good friend over there in London, Bobby, uh, Bobby. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm looking at the two the two players that uh, I picked for so, and uh, I would say I'm not particularly thrilled about wanting to keep a quarterback. Uh, never never really excited about that. Um, obviously, he does have other choices there, but um, the value that I see for somebody like a Rodgers is is fantastic. But keeping quarterback, I almost feel like uh, our our money could be better put elsewhere in terms of keepers. Um, and then for Bobby's team, it's just a matter of the value of everybody on his team is just so inflated that you know anybody that he ends up he does end up keeping is going to end up costing him some very valuable capital in the actual draft. So uh, it's not a decision I'd be I'd be uh, happy to make. Yes, yeah, so I, I would have to agree definitely with Bobby. You know, maybe the time zones are getting to him because he really doesn't have anybody to keep other than Waller. Like it's just it's a little tough that you're right. Inflation, maybe it's the pound. I don't know. It, it's just not a great option. Not gonna lie, sentiment two words, not good. I can see why. I mean, you only really have Calvin Ridley in that 29. That's good, but it's not great. Um, I would probably say, other than that, I mean, Dan Hare, yes, you get Dalvin Cook 37, he probably goes for 60, but you know. I, it doesn't excite me because that's all you. That's all you got. There's no, nothing really else there. So, those are probably the three that I'm just, you know, would rather not have. But again, you know, that this is, you know, we'll see come draft day. So, uh, but Tom, you know, I want to say thanks for doing this. This is the first time doing the podcast. Hopefully, the league likes it. You know, we're gonna try giving this to guys every other week, and then hopefully, once the playoff comes, we'll have it once a week, and then we'll try to get. Everybody on uh, at least once. Uh, we like, uh, you know, we don't want to tell you who our first special guest is, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will be excited to hear them speak uh, and chat with us. So, so Tom, any, any party awards before uh, draft day next Saturday? Whew, getting nervous? Uh, yeah, no, no. If I if I'm nervous, I'm nervous for everybody else in the league. 
because I'm coming in with strategy this year. And, uh, and I know that, uh, you know, my draft, uh, is going to be fantastic. So I'm just worried about the rest of y'all. And, uh, but you know, I think it's going to be a great time for those of us that are actually going to be able to do the live draft together. Best of luck. Hope it's a great time. I will be here on the West coast, uh, observing uh, three hours ahead, uh, three hours behind time. Uh, but uh, the rest of you, uh, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a great year. Uh, real excited to be doing this podcast with you, Dan. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we, we see some, uh, some, some great matchups. Yep. Tom couldn't say any better myself. So with that being say, said, everybody stay safe. Uh, looking forward to the draft next week. And from the commission and Tom, we're signing off. Have a good see one you. guys. All right. I thought that went pretty well. Yeah. That's it.